The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This week on the When to Jump podcast, a very fun episode with Nick Martell and Jack Kramer. They are the co-CEOs of Market Snacks, which is a a business news media platform that digests what's going on in the world in business and finance in ways that you can understand. They hustled long and hard on this one. And you'll see in the episode, it was years and years of being a side jump before going all in. This is about how you start something on the side and keep it going and wait until the right time to jump and how you get creative with that and also what it means to jump with somebody else. It's really fun to have both of these guys on the show talking about what uh, they do to keep this partnership up and, and steaming along, especially given that they're in different geographic places and have different schedules. And yet every day for the last several years, they've put out a newsletter sharing financial news. So enjoy. In terms of backstory, Mike, the hilarious thing is this really begins with like a protein shake. <laughs> Jack and I were freshman <laughs> year roommates, walk into the uh, same dorm room. You know, it's a little awkward as usual. It always is that first kind of first connection. And um, Jack was playing football. I was playing lacrosse. We noticed we both had Myaplex and we both liked The Daily Show. And it kind of hit it off from there. And that was at Middlebury College. I ended up transferring to Brown, but we stayed best buddies. We ended up living together with some other buddies in New York after school, working in finance. And that's when it hit us that we had an entrepreneurial opportunity here that we really turned into an exciting side hustle at first called Market Snacks. That's amazing. And so, Jack, I guess that's a funny little story there, Nick, about how you guys first met over protein shakes. What what was your reaction to the guy that also liked the same protein (laughs) shake and the same type of shows? I was a little intimidated by Nick because he was from New York City (laughs) and I came from Vermont and somehow I was actually a Vermonter who idolized the New York Giants and the New York Yankees because my parents came from the New York area and I finally (laughs) had like a real life New Yorker right there with me, which was pretty cool. (laughs) Um, But in in our differences, we found some kind of amazing chemistry and it was a great friendship right from the start. Yeah, it's amazing to think that, you know, back then, we never knew we'd be starting a business together just a few years later and really empowered together by this mission of making business news accessible to everyone. That's that's wild. And I think it's an important thing for folks to note uh, that a lot of these jumps, whether it's to start your own business or begin a project or whatnot, it, it comes out of a common bond and, and oftentimes a friendship, but it doesn't necessarily mean that from day one you meet and you're like, oh, it's you know, drink our myoplex shakes and figure out what business we're going to run together in four years, right? It didn't start like that. No, exactly. And, and you've, just ta- you've described this before, Mike. You know, you can't like just be out looking for something and just try to solve a problem that may not be a problem. For Jack and I, it happened to be that we had very complementary skill sets. We were both were in a similar situation. Entrepreneurship tends to be about all these intangibles getting mixed together in like a soup that kind of comes together in a perfect way. And for us, it was the right time and the right moment five years later after we met when we were working on Wall Street that we realized there was a problem we both recognized and that there was a business opportunity there and an impact we could have 
by starting a company that ultimately we would end up jumping into. That's wild. So turning back the clocks a little bit, describe yeah. how, you know, how you first got this idea from Market Snacks. Take us back to where that, you know, where, where that all began and what life looked yeah. like. Well, first of all, in terms of what Market Snacks is, Market Snacks is your go-to daily source of digestible business news. The entire purpose for this has been building a media company that makes business news fun, clear, quick, entertaining for our generation, covering companies that we care about, and really giving insights that matter to millennials. So we started out on Wall Street. Both, you know, Jack was working at a bank downtown. I was working at a bank in Midtown. We'd get home. It was the Euro debt crisis era. And like no one knew what was going on. It just was, there was so much jargon. There was debt crisis this, interest rate that. It was so complicated in how it was explained and so overwhelming that we really thought there had to be a better way. So we got together and started, you know, you can't do this at a bank at first, but in secret, anonymously, putting together a summary of what had happened on Wall Street every day. And we did that anonymously for a whole year, every single day. without, And we haven't missed a day in the last six years since then. And we just kept growing what ultimately became a daily newsletter product that was fully monetized about a year and a half later. And if I could just quickly jump in and rewind yeah. just one step or two, Nick, um, I just want to kind of emphasize how hugely important finance news was at the time. The financial crisis had just happened. Lehman Brothers had just gone bankrupt a few years before. It seemed to all be happening again in Europe. Nick, I literally yeah. walked from the Fulton Street 456 subway station through or past Occupy Wall Street every day on the way to work. Um, and <laughs> I remember you and I, we got together at that bar um, near Union Square and we just yeah. both realized we were both so frustrated by um, kind of the lack of digestible financial news and really kind of, you know, I was a little bit upset just by how um, kind of the vitriol that was going on around the financial industry and the lack of understanding people had about why things were happening the way they were on Wall Street. And so that was kind of our mutual recognition of a problem there. Um and whether you and I were up to the task of trying to solve it, I think that's kind of a different story. But that goes back to kind of the trust between you and me that we'd built over the years, Nick. And we both yeah. um, kind of felt the ability to be open and honest with each other that, look, we were both first-year analysts at Wall Street Banks. Um, it wasn't as kind of sexy or amazing a Wall Street picture as you might have imagined. Yeah. And we were both... <laughs> We were both college athletes who were used to kind of being busy all the time with uh, academics and sports and life, and we were both looking for kind of a creative outlet to do a little more with with totally. with the lives that we had just entered into. Uh, and Market Snacks kind of became the perfect thing for us. Yeah, Mike. Like Jack and I were getting home every day. We're like, we just pounded through a bunch of spreadsheets. You know, it's unclear where the industry is headed. Our roommates and everyone's kind of confused about what's going on. And we just needed an outlet where we realized three things. We needed to do something more creative. We wanted to create a solution that we wished we'd had a year ago when we were in college. And we just kind of felt that this was a business opportunity too, where no one was making business news actually enjoyable. What was what was your first inch forward on this? What was that first yeah. uh, email or that first sketch or something that you did where you took the idea and actually put it into motion? Mike, I love that you use the word sketch because even though we're in a media business where we write words, <laughs> a sketch is the perfect <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> we basically, we've saved a few of our original market snacks. And remember, we were working, we had full-time jobs at the time. So we couldn't just 
you know, not do work and do it during the day. But like on the way home, Jack and I would be really writing these emails on the subway commutes where I would summarize a couple stories and he would summarize a couple stories on companies we cared about. So like it would be on, you know, Lululemon. And I think there was like a sheer yoga pants crisis at the time where their materials <laughs> were like being torn apart. And that story was like buried in the Wall Street Journal. And we're here saying, hey, that's a story and a brand our generation cares about. Let's curate that, put that to the top of our daily Market Snacks email newsletter, along with an explanation of the of the Euro debt crisis, and really give the business news our generation cares about. And at the time, the reason why it was like a sketch was, Jack, do you remember how long these were? Like, these were digestive. Well, we hadn't honed the you know the this kind of secret sauce market snacks voice that people love now. We just no. hadn't nailed down you know we hadn't no. uh, rounded out the edges. No, we hadn't. We I remember Nick. We were bouncing back emails, um, and we thought that like attaching in, instead of putting our text in the body of the email, we thought that attaching a word doc would somehow like disguise what we were doing because <laughs> yeah. we weren't sure that our banks yeah. would approve of this or not. You're so totally we had all right. these word word docs backing uh, backing bouncing back and forth across each other. And um, yeah, we had just written way too long, but we were so excited to be trying something new. And I think just the fact that we were writing so much is telling of the fact that um, we were really excited to be doing this. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. we had to uh, trim it down for sure. But the excitement and the desire to be doing something was so apparent. Yeah, and then, Mike, the next step was kind of for us to formulate and kind of create a formula for what we were going to do be- going forward. So coming up with a very specific type of media that we wanted to create, a very kind of thoughtful approach to how we would be different in this big world of financial news incumbents. A lot of people ask, like, oh, how do you know, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like, well, when you know, it's because you can't stop thinking and working and, and kind of collaborating on an idea, and it sounds like that's what happened. Yeah, no, you you absolutely nailed it. Um, it it's like this interesting combination, Mike, of like, it's at first that you know enthusiasm and excitement that kind of gets you through the challenges of building something from that first step. You know, getting those first few email subscribers for us. You know, getting our first kind of content out there, becoming consistent with it, covering really interesting stories, but making sure we're making them digestible. Every kind of challenge along the way. You know, we were focusing on how much we were enjoying it. And that's what helped us build something. You know, it's not easy to spend a whole weekend putting together the template for your new email newsletter, building out the logo, buying the intellectual property to make sure we own the name. You know, all these are kind of gritty, but, you know, when you're motivated by loving what you're doing, it's a powerful way to build momentum. This is all while it's on the side of your day-to-day jobs, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Mike, it was pretty wild. The next few years were just kind of insane. Like, uh, basically, I mean, Jack, Jack's working at an investment bank, so brutal hours right there. I was working at a bank, and then I left to join a great company called Endeavor that supports entrepreneurs in emerging markets. So, like, I'm flying to, you know, Latin America every month, and then I was, like, living in South Africa for a bit. Jack's between New York and Germany. The whole thing is, like, crazy. And every single day, we never miss a day of market action, and we keep growing. You know, you keep growing beyond your friends and family to thousands and tens of thousands of people reading your content every day, um, spreading market snacks as their go-to source of business news. We fully monetized with partnerships, uh, promotions with brands we cared about. We started doing TV appearances and more, which we can get into in a sec. But you know, for us, it was all on the side. And our jobs 
kind of recognized how this was a real value add. And Jack, you want to talk about what it was like when you kind of asked your bank for permission to do this on the side? Yeah, I love that this podcast is called When to Jump because we actually had a lot of different jumps. <laughs> uh, I, th- I, th- I think the first was writing that very first newsletter, which was like 2,000 words, way too long, just kind of a long tangent. I think it was a bunch of pent-up creative energy that we both had, Nick, that we just like unleashed yeah. on this word doc together. Yeah, like we're on the subway home writing and writing and writing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a second jumping point was when we came clean to our employers, for sure. And um, I think it was a few years ago, we had our first revenue opportunity. Uh, a company, a great company, Motley Fool, we love them for being an early partner of Market Snacks, but they loved kind of our fresh take uh, and our different voice on business and markets news, and they thought it would connect with their younger readers. And so we engaged, uh, they reached out to us and they asked if they could syndicate our content on a daily basis. And we saw that as a great way to make money, (laughs) have a revenue stream for the first time, but also to expand our reach and increase our brand awareness. Um, but we realized this was, this was a big step. You know, this was no longer just, uh, an intellectual hobby that we hoped could become something more. It was becoming something more right there. And we knew that we would have to come clean to our employers um, and actually create a company. So it was at that point that we created an LLC. We got a bank account, which was really exciting. Um, and I went up to my boss and I was super nervous. And I, I practiced <laughs> with Nick a couple times on what I was going to say. And uh, my 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 big, uh, scary German boss, I went into his office and I made a very compelling argument about how uh, I'd been doing this for a year already and I was still performing really well at my job. In fact, I made an argument that Market Snacks, by keeping me up to date on business and finance news, was making me perform better at my job. And I basically convinced him that Market Snacks being in my life was a great way to keep me driven, to keep me intellectually satisfied, and keep me happy at work. And so he approved it, uh, which was great. Yeah, and Mike, the fun thing here that we think you know is is so kind of complimentary to your book is how having a side hustle provides this awesome foundation for making that jump. You know, we were able to have an income through our day jobs. We were able to kind of improve at our day jobs, which we loved, which is why we didn't jump earlier. Um, And at the same time, we have a revenue stream coming from Market Snacks as a fast-growing media company. And we're getting all this intellectual stimulation from, you know, being a business news source for millennials that we're then applying to our job. So it ended up being this perfect ecosystem between growing this company as a side hustle and our you know venture capital and bank jobs it was just one foot in front of the other which i think is so important to kind of you know really uh, reinforce absolutely mike absolutely it was not you know it was not just build the business plan first but we also weren't going at it you know in a disorganized way jack and i and we we've we've done some interviews in this before because productivity and efficiency became critical for us you know if i'm going to be on an airplane on the way to brazil and jack's at an investment bank you know working late hours we need to have best practices in place to grow the company so we developed things like a format for market snacks that was very formulaic that was exactly what our readers wanted based on feedback and so we sculpted a template for that and knew that we wanted to have you know a, if it's a story on chipotle and chipotle stock falling we wanted introduce the story first, go into some detail on their norovirus outbreak and how that's affecting their revenues, and then have an insightful takeaway at the end. So we created a formula so we could actually write content faster. And then to be even more efficient, we came up with best practices between us. 
Like we have this great rule we call our one and done rule, where we recognize that in media, a lot of challenges, struggles, and frustrations come from the editor's relationship with the writer. So Jack and I realize when editing each other's work, if one of us is editing it and doesn't like something, there's no back and forth. That person gets to just cut it out. Like if I make a joke that's stupid and Jack thinks it's dumb, he can just cut it out and there's no questions asked. So by having that trust and those efficiencies built in, we could scale a side hustle, which was key. Jack, does he ever cut out a joke that you think's really good? And you're like, Nick, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> He's broken my heart once or twice, but I forgive him because I, <laughs> because we made a pact that we were going to follow this rule, and it's it's paid off for us. <laughs> He's a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's what you need. So, I mean, can you just comment on the fact that like every day for six years is it now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how on earth? I mean, there's got to be some days where you literally just press send at the last minute, or you 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 scramble after after something goes down, or like you said, you lose Wi-Fi on a flight. How does that? How do you keep up on that? <laughs> it's a good thing I have Nick um, <laughs> because he's definitely <laughs> yeah he's definitely um, helped carry the load on in times when when I need some support. So you know whether it's um, whether it's I was dying to take a uh, a national park trip. And go on a big camping trip. And I went with my buddies to Yellowstone and uh, Grand Teton National Park. And I knew I was going to be a little bit off the grid, so to speak, for a few days. And I talked with Nick about it way in advance. He covered for me during that period. And Nick just had his uh, his honeymoon recently. <laughs> and, and I carried yep. the load for him then. So having a, a reliable partner who you can trust and who you know will get the job done is is hugely important. But another big productivity gain we made early on was we realized that Market Snacks as a side hustle was making it hard to balance a social life. And one way that we wanted to make things more efficient and predictable was we started to schedule the week in advance. Um, And so a big part of publishing the Market Snacks newsletter is doing the editing and doing kind of the the tweaking and and making it look beautiful so that what hits everyone's inbox the next morning looks really nice. That sort of publishing process, which isn't even about writing, uh, it actually takes a surprising surprising amount of time. So Nick and I set up a system where two days a week, um, I would be publishing, two days a week, Nick would be publishing, but we both write every day. That way we could kind of plan ahead uh, a little bit more and you know figure out what game you're going to go to the ball game or what game you're going to get dinner yeah. with your friends um, so that was a big a big boost for us and Mike, a big one for when to jump listeners too is, you know, when you are making the jump, not everyone can do it with a co-founder. Um, but if you can, having a complimentary fit of a co-founder is so helpful. Um, for Jack and I, like we talked about leaning on each other. Jack was like prepping the podcast while I was in Italy on my honeymoon. And then we would record it together, but he had done a lot of the legwork up front. Like that was possible because we also had different skill sets. Um, you know, Jack focuses on certain stories like industrials, technology, and the car companies he's worked with in his prior job. I focused on a lot of the consumer food and beverage and fashion areas I focused on in my prior job. So we can write about different stories and have you know less conflict, uh, really no conflict, and then divide and conquer. But you know, the great thing about that is, you know, when we were talking about, you know, having a schedule that had to be balanced. When we started doing TV and video appearances, uh, and we would like literally hit the New York Stock Exchange at 8 a.m., 
do a TV appearance, and then sprint up to our jobs in like suits because we'd just been on TV. The reason we were able to also be writing a newsletter at the same time and also be able to prepare for a TV appearance is we would divide up who was covering what. So having a complimentary co-founder allows you to scale in ways that are much harder than just having a single co-founder or just being you know solo when you make the jump. What were the the kind of stairs that you were climbing where you realized, okay, like, wow, we, we're ready to take that next step forward? Yeah, I think there's three parts to that for me. When we took kind of the bigger jump, which was taking Market Snacks full-time, which Nick and I decided to do in about January um, of this past year. But um, we converted from side hustle to full hustle. Um, one, because my experience at business school has been amazing and it gave me kind of the confidence to know that I have um, the well-roundedness of you know marketing, strategy, finance, and of course writing market snacks every day. I felt like you know why not me? This is uh, and why not me and Nick because we have complementary skill sets and we're ready to do this. We can truly make this company um, our full-time gig and be a success. So business school gave me confidence. Um, second was having an amazing and supporting partner. Um, my my fiance, Alex, has been uh, incredibly supportive of Market Snacks and is fully on board with taking a risk at this moment. Um, and so take, making the jump was uh, was so much easier uh, and I, did, I can do it with so much more confidence because of that. Um, and then the third thing, you know, it's kind of more businessy, <laughs> to be honest, but <laughs> competition in our space is rising. And uh, we realized it was time to kind of put up or shut up. And um, if we continued operating as a side hustle um, uh, firm, you know, I don't know how much I, I think we'd be undermining ourselves. And so it was the time to take the full jump, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with all three of those. And, you know, it was business school. Jack's been at, you know, Michigan at Ross. I've been at Warden. That gave us a great foundation. You know, my, my wife has been incredible. Like we said, she like let me podcast from the honeymoon, like which is awesomely supportive. <laughs> and then the business opportunity. Um, but to focus on, you know, one thing I, I Mike, you, you mentioned is like, you know, this kind of the importance of focusing on certain things. And when it comes to the business opportunity, it's really easy when you're an entrepreneur or making a jump to see a bunch of negatives and you know that feels like a reason to not do something risky. Maybe it's someone giving you bad feedback one time or maybe it's you know you trying a new uh, tweak to your product and it doesn't work out. And it's easy to focus on those and say, you know what, this isn't worth the risk, it may not work. Instead, when you're focusing on all the things that are the highlights and going well, that really kind of gives you the confidence to make that leap, to make the jump. And that was a big thing for us, you know? Obviously, every entrepreneur has some trips along the way or trip-ups. But for us, it was, you know, we got to school. The Market Snacks uh, daily email newsletter continues to grow big. You know, it starts spreading across MBA campuses. We continue to get great press. We got a great series of articles about from Business Insider about us being the go-to source for daily millennial business news. We got picked up uh, or named by Forbes for the 30 under 30 list in media. That led to a contract with a top podcast production company to launch a daily podcast. I mean, then we got interest from VCs who we started connecting with and ultimately took on our first investment. So we looked at that storyline and it was easy to get distracted to see some of the ways we'd slipped up along the way. But instead, we focused on all the potential and all the momentum we had. And that just 
took us into why why we just had to make the jump. For those listening, like I think the takeaway here is this was six years of a side jump in the making, and uh, this this didn't happen overnight. And you guys are, are taking a big risk in doing this, and I applaud it. I hope that we can get you out to some of uh, all the different when to jump initiatives we're doing. But either way, we're we're thrilled to have you on. We're psyched for you. Everyone should check out Market Snacks. Uh, and uh, if there's any last words of advice you'd want to tell our listeners, go for it. Yeah, first I want to say, Mike, you have just nailed it with the term, and we love the book cover too, Um, but really jumping is perfect, and it was that kind of wall in front of us that we finally leapt over and jumped off of, and we couldn't be happier. I think one last piece I would have of advice along the way is that you know, don't force yourself into just solving a problem because you think there may be a problem. You got to be motivated by this bigger mission too in terms of what you're doing. It's not just about fixing a small thing. Jack and I every day think, you know, we're not just putting out a daily newsletter and a podcast. We're making business news accessible to our generation. We're democratizing it. And that's what really drives us is that broader mission behind why we decided to start a side hustle and then make the jump. So make sure you've got that mission behind you carrying you along the way. And I love the when to jump community. Mike, I remember on our first chat together, you mentioned the kind of 1000 unsexy steps you have to take um, to kind of become successful. And this is a great support group you've created. Um, You know, what I love about Market Snacks and what Nick and I have done is, you know, we took a bit of a risk. There's no question about it. Um, But that's how you get reward. And uh, I couldn't be happier that kind of this is the lifestyle we've we've decided to take and that things are working out and it's been a hell of a ride that'll do it for the when to jump podcast hope you enjoyed that conversation with jack and nick a really fun full circle jump story that's still going on and certainly you can learn more from their site market snacks Uh, and they've got a great podcast as well that's definitely worth listening to Uh, my name is mike lewis We'd love to hear from you. I absolutely love to hear from our our listeners, our readers of the book, anyone who comes to our events. uh, Go to whentojump.com, send us a note, follow us on social at whentojump across the the Twitter sphere, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And again, another big shout out to Weebly. Thank you for making uh, all these different jumps possible that we've been hearing about from both our event back in Boston a few weeks ago at Jump Club Boston and all the different pop-ups we've done around the book. Uh, We love working with you and appreciate all that support. So thanks to all of our partners, all of our fans and listeners, and to all of you jumpers out there. Keep on jumping. My name is Mike Lewis, and I'll see you next week. are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as mcdonald's transforms into the anime world of wickdonald's the greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili mcdonald's sauce to make your 10-piece wick nuggets fries and sprite ultra powerful unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at wickdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba go i participate in mcdonald's for a limited time while supplies last